Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to an episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today on the show, we're welcoming back Joe Greer. Hey, Joe. How's it going, y'all? Good to see your faces again. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You have so much to catch up on, but first, for those of our listeners who, for whatever reason, may not know you, do you mind introducing yourself and giving us a background on how you got into photography? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe Greer, uh, I'm living in now, last time I did this, I was living in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot has changed, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. Uh, so I'm now living in Franklin, Tennessee, about 30 minutes south of uh, Nashville, uh, where my wife Madison grew up. That's kind of where she's from, where her family's from. So we moved uh, to Franklin, uh wasn't planned. We just happened to be visiting her family like we do a few times a year, March, mid-March 2020, uh, the week Oof. the country shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be here. And we canceled our flights and tried to ride out COVID, which they all said it was going to last two weeks. We're like, oh, we'll just, <laughs> yeah. yep. Two weeks and two weeks ended up being three years. So fast forward and uh, that's where we are now, which is, you know, it, it's kind of unfortunate how it happens. Uh, we didn't get to properly say goodbye to the city. Um, I right. know left those larger cities in those early months but uh nashville had always been the dream and plan for us when we you know wanted to do our new york thing and then kind of start having a family and so kind of hindsight now uh is is i'm really thankful that it kind of happened that way but um yeah i've been a photographer i I don't even really know how long now uh working for about six seven years but uh, i picked up an iphone in 2011 uh, when i was in spokane washington and Started taking photos on my iPhone 4, uh, 4S. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yep. Nice. Phone was always shattered. <laughs> yep. I broke that back glass so many times on mine. I iPhone know. 4. Most beautiful designed iPhones ever, though. Agreed. I, yeah. I would, uh, yeah, beautiful. But um, yeah, I started taking, uh, you know, I was a Florida boy living out in the P&W and never seen mountains before. I had never experienced four full di- distinct seasons. And wow. A lot of it was just new. A lot of it was, I was just curious about all things landscape because I was in one of the most beautiful parts of the country. And so that just kind of, yeah, that, that captured my imagination. And so I was skipping out on some classes, you know, calling out sick on work so I could go uh-huh. check sets and sunrises and, and learn, you know, uh, all things photography, which I knew nothing. And um, at times it still feels like I still know nothing, um, still learning and growing. <laughs> I but get that, yeah. That was a really precious time, really pure time. There was no um, agenda other than I, you know, enjoyed taking photographs on my phone. I had no idea what film was. I had no idea wow. how to give me a digital camera. I'd forget about it. Couldn't really yeah. tell you how aperture worked. And so I look back on those years of just great fondness and, um, just a, there's just a childlikeness, a purity to it that is and now as a working photographer and it's, you know, my income and how I pay bills and provide for my family. And I, I have a really good relationship with it now. And still, and I still enjoy taking photographs and I'm yeah. very thankful that it, you know, being a working photographer, it doesn't feel like work. You know, it, it's, um, mm. I'm very thankful that I've um, been able to preserve that childlikeness. Uh, and I still get excited every time the camera's in my hand. But um, yeah, so I started back in 2011 and just one thing led to another. And uh, my Instagram back in the day, for whatever dumb reason, I started to gain oh, yeah. experience. And uh, uh-huh. I'm just like, what's going on? What do I do? Because I was in the middle of college, you know, Planned to be a, a, a pastor, a minister, went to Bible college, and then I graduated in 2014 and had the opportunities like, do I go to seminary and further my education or do I, you know, I was working at Apple at the time, which was a cool way to kind of bl- blend, you know, how I started yeah. my career up. Um, yeah. So talking about photography to clients and, or do I try to apply for this job at this iPhone kind of social media editing company called Visco? And I applied just to see what happened and I got a job and was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to go pursue this whole <laughs> photography thing and wow. uh, the rest was history. So um, during that time, I moved to New York, uh, to Portland for a few years, right when I met Maddie. I uh, was down there for two years and then we're kind of done with the West Coast and uh, moved to New York City for three years, 2017 to 2020 mm-hmm. and been in Nashville for the last wow. three years. And um, yeah, that's yeah. a shorter I- 
It was a yeah. much longer version, but yeah. I wrote a book about it uh, two years ago. So maybe you can check that out, and that'll give you <laughs> far more detailed yeah. uh, experience of uh, how I got into everything. I love, I love that you started with the with the iPhone because it's like one of those things where if you're presented with a camera, in this case, the fo- the phone is the camera, and that yeah. like unlocked a whole another like life trajectory for you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I like you're not the first person that we've had that kind of has that story, and I just love to hear it because. It's like almost fate. You know what I mean? It is. I mean, it really was. I think I tell people this too. It happened at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Just if there was a few little things that were different. For example, the school I went to, the main campus is in downtown Chicago. So everybody applies to that camp, that campus and they have, because oh. they're in downtown Chicago. I mean, really the heart of downtown. Yeah. They have, you know, a number of students they can accept um, for lodging and stuff. So I didn't make it and got sent to their mm. satellite second campus in Spokane, Washington. Wow. Which I was so upset about and frustrated. I didn't even know that existed. Um, uh, So when I got that letter, it was just a weird, like, oh, you're not good enough, but we're going to send you this one. And I was crushed. But honestly, it turned out to be the greatest thing that have ever happened. Mm -hmm. I would have gotten accepted into Chicago. I wouldn't have experienced the landscape, that majestic landscape that captured my imagination in the way that it did. I would have been in downtown. Maybe I would have been exposed to street photography and architecture, but I, it wouldn't have had the same effect. And mm. the way that at the time, 2010, when I moved out there, Instagram had just come out late 2010. Yeah, um, I got onto it 2011. So it was just, it was the perfect storm. Like I was in the yeah. right part of the country at the right time with the iPhones coming out and the cameras, yeah. you know, it's just, again, if I would have gotten to Chicago, I honestly don't think I would be where I'm at in my career. Wow. Like I needed to be turned to that immersive, beautiful, vast landscape to pique the curiosity um, for me. Uh, Landscape photography was my intro into the space. It was my first love. And so, yeah, I just, I think about that all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. If I never went to Spokane, but yeah, or start on the iPhone. So I'm so thankful for it, Um, you know, and I think too now, like iPhones are getting so so ridiculous and shoot, oh yeah maybe she need a case soon you know, who knows maybe there, yeah maybe there's gonna be an option where the iphone can shoot film soon it's just <laughs> yeah. never know. but it's just so cool that you know i still share a bunch of iphone stuff online i think just because it's so relatable everybody has it in their, mm-hmm. you know makes yeah. you know uh, younger photographers that are self-taught like myself and entering the space that like oh this is achievable like this i can do you know i can do this you know and, and that's yeah the iphone it holds a very special um place in my heart and I'll, I always use it so it's always on me you know it's it's great mm. especially Man. for documenting like your new role as a dad yeah. I find when I when I first became a mom I was very conflicted about like well, it has to be all on film yeah. like it has to be you know and it's like it doesn't <laughs> because you yeah. want the memory in the photo and if you can't grab the film camera your yep. phone is always there you know yep I've jumped about this uh, moment for a long time especially since being a photographer of you know having our first child and I have shot so little film in the last month. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I yeah. thought I was just going to be just, but it, that's not how it works. Especially, nope. and that was uh, silly of me. I mean, I've taken some photos here and there, but for the most part, it's been a uh, ninety percent, ninety five percent iPhone stuff. So, I think you know, once he gets a little bit older and can walk and oh yeah, 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 yeah. having conversations, I think that's when I'll really kind of press into uh, a more a documentary style approach. Um, but right now, it's just trying to survive, yeah. trying <laughs> to help <laughs> as much as I can. Um, being present and uh, getting yeah. stuff I can. So uh, the iPhone's just great for, yeah, just quick stuff when he um, does something silly or funny. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. So from when when the if you had the iPhone, did you ever get the, like, when when did the camera come into play? When did somebody say, okay, you got to upgrade, here's a camera, <laughs> you know? Here's a camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so when I, yeah, uh, got that job in Fisco this uh, August 2014, uh, and moved down to Colorado Springs for it. Left Spokane to go down there. That trip, that first week, I was like, I probably should buy a big boy camera. And and I just had a few friends who <laughs> had DSLRs and they were all on Canon. They're Canon guys. And so uh, they're just, so I bought, I think, a 5D Mark II yeah. and a mm-hmm. FD50. And that was it. And I'm just like, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, there's, uh-huh. no, there's no, like, what is, and so I kept, it was just kind of collecting dust. I had it and I was trying to get familiar with it and learn the language and figure out the ecosystem of it all. And um, But I would still just gravitate towards the iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. It was a phone app. So I was just around those devices and around that train of thought every day for five days a week. And um, so, yeah, I just 
I'd shoot when I can. Um, but then, yeah, I got filmed in 2015, a year later. And so that kind of just, then I was kind of doing both. And, but yeah, so 2014, uh, right when I moved down to Colorado was when I, uh, that was my intro into um, a real camera and just hated it, honestly. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I re- I remember this. I remember this part of your story. Didn't your <laughs> wife get you an AE1 for your, yes, hey. for the wedding, hey. for a wedding. Yeah, this is all coming back to me now, coming yeah, back yeah, yeah. to me now. Yeah, we were dating in, in, uh, or engaged, I think. And I just, man, made an off comment to her. I was like, oh, man, I would, I'd love to start shooting films someday. That'd be so cool. And she just put that away. And yeah, our wedding day, we got married in Iceland on our wedding day. She, yeah, I had this little gift and it was, uh, yeah, I think it was a, a 50 mil lens, um, an AE one and like three rolls of film or something. And I, I just lost it. I was so stoked. And we were going to Paris for our honeymoon. So it was just going to be oh, yeah. so excited. And then the, uh, I think, I, yeah, the very unfortunate part of that story is that uh, I, two and a half of those three rolls from my honeymoon were blank. Um, <laughs> so I like, 16 shots. Uh, traumatic. And I was this close from giving up on film. I, like, there was a few weeks where I didn't even touch it. I was so frustrated and angry. I was like, I just got to keep going. I just, you know, it's part of the process. Let me just, just keep plugging away here and see if I can figure it out. And um, and then I'm very thankful that that happened. I didn't give it up. Anytime I am helping a friend like get into film photography and they're like, I got this role came back blank. I'm like, yay, like, <laughs> welcome. You've been welcome initiated. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> first, that way hopefully it doesn't happen much. Yeah. Man, so good. Everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer of that. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it. Yeah. This that was uh, that was something that needed to happen. You know, it's very unfortunate that it was during a very memorable yeah, yeah. moment. But I do have a handful of photographs from that trip too, so that those are very special and uh, those are. Yeah, I mean, a lot to me. Just those handful of. Yeah, I feel like it's from my first role of film ever. So it's, yeah, they're very special. Yeah. Th- it makes those sixteen like sacred. You know, yes. like one hundred percent. Yeah. And one of my favorite portraits of Maddie is on those 16 frames. So uh, I think it'd be really cool too f- for Oliver just to show him down the road. You know, one of the first film photos I ever took yeah. of him uh, back in 2015. I think it'd be really special. Man. Wow. This kid's going to have a lot of stuff to look back on. That's so I cool. Know. That's yeah, so he's, cool. I know. Yeah. I he's going to be the most documented child. I've, <laughs> I'm going to just become a... a, a kid photographer like that's all I yeah mean. yep it's been so inspiring too like as i've entering this space and chris i don't know if you did this uh, looked at this too but like i have just like started collecting photo books of um mm-hmm. a, like magnum photographers working documentary style photographers that had children and just switched and just for two decades documented yeah. their children's life and then yeah books so i've collected these books and just to study that intimate body of work and to know mm-hmm. what's possible um i'm just so excited for the next few decades just to plug away, just keep working, yeah. archive, put away, just build a body of work, um, study. I have a front row seat to his life. And mm. so I just cannot wait to see the things that he gets into, into the things that he's interested in that we do together, yeah. that I take him on or that I just cannot wait to, um, through all the work that'll come my way to just like constantly add to this beautiful project. Um, I'm so yeah. excited. Um, yeah, I cannot wait. The, the, the one thing that I'm I like am actively trying to do is I take I'm taking like one there's a couple different every year photos you know oh, so yeah, like yeah, the yeah. first we, I have of the day we went to the my listeners probably know the story I think I've told it but the day because my son was two two weeks early too okay we had to get induced so and long story short we weren't sure that that doctor's appointment was we were going to be told that that was the day so we were like well and i said well i want to get this one photo of us in the mirror before we go like it's a maternity picture where he's like oh, holding yeah, my, yeah. my belly yeah. and turns out they were like yeah we we it's he's got to come out so <laughs> we went right to the hospital and i was like i'm so glad i took that 15 minutes to take those photos and now yeah. i've done it at a year old i'm gonna do it at two three oh, four special yeah. that's awesome so, yeah love that so good Man. so with so with being a dad yeah. How how's the work thing? I mean, I know you took a took some time off. You've you've yeah. you haven't been working. What how how does going back to work looking for you? Is that something you're you're going to try to not do as much now that yeah. you or what, yeah. what what are you looking at for the future? Yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. I think that's uh yeah, I almost missed the birth of my son. Uh was <laughs> yeah. I it was a last minute job. Um Again, my Oliver was three weeks early, and so this job came through. And I was like, uh, it was in Sydney in Germany, so I had to go to both these locations, like back to back, so like a ten day window. I was like, ah, uh, like I don't want to risk this. We're getting really close, but like yeah, this, yeah. this last job will allow me 
to just relax throughout the summer for June and July and part of August to like not have to feel the yeah. pressure needing to take this job if it's a, a travel job or if it's going to take me away from Madison and, and Oliver. So I was like, let me just, let's just do this last one. And thankfully I get home Tuesday night, Maddie's water breaks Wednesday night. And yep. I'm thankful I made the birth of my son. Uh, that would have been uh, heartbreaking. But oh, um, yeah, so that allowed me for this month now, um, we just turned a month old uh, to just like chill, be here, be present. We've had the help of Madison's parents. So that's been incredibly, that's incredibly yeah. helpful. Um, they live in the same town as us. And um, yeah, it's been so sweet. To, to And I probably won't do much in um, July uh, mm-hmm. in terms of just like classic commercial work. And we have a family trip to Florida uh, the first week of August. But the thing I'm, I'm, what's great about this is this is giving me all the time to focus on my next book. Um, oh, yeah. My, my attention, um, which I'm working on now. I've just started that process. And so I think this is the perfect window for me to like, I don't have these edits to get to clients. I don't have to rush and, or travel right. and do this. It's like, okay, aside from Madison and Oliver, which is my main priority, I'm home, I'm present, I'm around all of my work, which will be uh, on India. So I'm just like going through all this curation now. And so it's just so great that I can be here, be with Oliver, be with Maddie, and then also work on this book and start putting this this body of work uh, together. But I'm also uh, launching some camera straps with a friend in Louisville, Kentucky, three hours north. So I can do day trips to kind of be a part of that. So that's still kind of local. And and, uh, so those are two things that I'm still working, but it's a different time, right? And so uh, that's very exciting for me that I don't have to travel right now that I can right. all be perfect. present. I mean, and yeah. so I'm so thankful for it. So I'm just going to milk that till probably August, mid-August, and then I'm um, shooting a buddy's wedding and uh, on Lake Como in Italy on film in uh, September, which I don't shoot weddings, but he's a close friend. And yeah, so that's my first kind of job back, back at it, yeah. is that, wow. uh, which will be a good three months. So that's kind of the plan right now. That's a great way to ease into it too. Yeah. I think so. You know, I know it's not the case for everybody, but I just made sure to like, okay, these first few months of his life, I just want to, be here, be present, help Maddie out as much as I can. Yeah. Totally. uh, We'll figure it out later with work. So, but. Um, Do you want to talk to us more about your straps? That's very exciting. Yeah. It's super, it's been a long journey. Um, I feel like, uh, yeah, uh, I had a friend make uh, me a a strap back in like late 2018, 2019. Um, He and I worked at Fisco together. Um, He was, his father's in leather. He's in, uh, he had made leather products and and straps. So I was like, August, listen, here's what I need. At the time, like, <laughs> I was like tying knots in my long strap. Wow, really? And it's just buckle and just like, yeah, because yep. I had, you know, a, an M6 and I had like a Hexar. So I was like building, you know, on some jobs and trips and stuff. And I had to like tie it to get it to the right length. Or even when I didn't, I just had one camera. I didn't like how long it sat. It was like yeah. hitting my lower gut and it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does its job and it swings and it's it just, it, I, my neck was hurting a lot. And I was like, man, I really, like, why can't, and you just could not find, at that time, mm-hmm. could not find a short shot that did not exist. Yeah, especially for people who are short. Like, yes. my, it would hang even lower for me yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I didn't I, think and I that. like that. People like the cross body. People like uh-huh. the people, you know, like to wear, I understand that people have different ways to, to use and, and wear a strap. But I just, and I was looking back a lot of the old photos of Brisson and Gordon mm. Parks and, and like, they all had short straps. Yeah. And then sometimes, for some reason, they just disappeared. You can't find them. Wow. And long, big old buckle, just like thick straps for like mm-hmm. a 35 camera. It's like, that looks ridiculous. Like, what do yeah. you need a strap that big for a camera that small? Uh, <laughs> and just even the aesthetic and the way that things looked, it just didn't look proportionally correct to things. And I was like, I just want this thin, smooth, beautiful leather. And he made one. And I had just been, after that, I, sent, I posted about this, but like that was the most asked question I've gotten for the last five years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, where wow. Strap. What length is that strap? How do I get that strap? Who made it? And I was just like, oh my gosh! Like I had no clue that that's what would happen. And and so 2020, I was like, oh maybe I could you know try to do a strap thing. And it just kept hitting delays, and it just wasn't. I wasn't finding the right kind of connection and, and partnership. And and then finally, I made a connection with um, some folks three hours north in Louisville, and uh, who are already kind of doing their own thing, their own leather mm-hmm. camera product thing. And uh, they're you know had reached out. I was like, we'd love to make this strap happen to you. And and so uh, we've been working on that the last uh, six, seven months. Um, yeah. As I have been using the shop for five years now, I, I see how it's aged. It's incredibly smooth and, and beautiful. So Ooh. working um, on getting the right lengths and the sizes and figuring that out. Because it's like, like you just mentioned, people have different sizes. They're different right. shoulder sizes, different height, right. different neck widths, things I have to consider, different chest sizes. And so figuring out, like, okay, how is it going to sit? 
uh, making sure that, you know, there's two ways that I wear this. It's around my neck. I honestly, it's just, it's, I don't, I don't get why people don't like the short straps or some people are against it, but it's, I can walk and I can live. Yeah. It's so close to my eye because when it's down yeah. here, it, so much has to happen. Right. Oh it, yeah. There's mm-hmm. so much movement and distraction for your subject on the streets. If I'm here, I can shoot from the hip kind of and have a, a pretty close shoot uh-huh. perspective or I'm just like, I'm walking and I can just move and because I'm zone focusing usually. But if I'm yeah. here, because I sometimes I want that eye perspective, but I can't get it if it's down by my hip and I have to, right. it's just, and again, it's only a split second, but photos come and go in a split second. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but also it, I just, it feels so much more comfortable as it's higher. Maybe that's a gravity thing when it's lower, more weight is kind of making it swing around and bounce around. This does not move when I'm walking. It doesn't bounce like it is when it's like down by your hip level. Huh. And so that's a big reason why um, I've liked, I, I enjoy this length, but then also I can easily wrap around my wrist um, and, and use it like this. So it's, um it's been my, on my camera for the last five years. And, um, and it's been exciting that people want that and people see, yeah, the, the use of a short strap and, uh, but also it's a, a, it's a, it's a nod to the goats that have gone before us. Yeah. Home. That's so <laughs> yep. cool. And so I know now, now there are other companies making short straps because I feel like people realize that that's a, a really natural way to, to carry your camera and to shoot. Um, especially if you're kind of into shoot photography, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, and then, we're going to, I'm super excited. Don't want to say too much um, as it launches it soon, but then there'll be different lengths. I'm going to create a stackable option for people who have multiple cameras and that oh, are cool. Ooh. <laughs> so you don't have to tie knots and, and yeah. this, this bulge on the back of your neck, but like if you're shooting different focal lengths, different film stocks, you, uh, you can do that, which is so easy to just move in and out. It's a very fluid system. So, um, but yeah, very excited. Um, pumped that people are excited about it. Um, never thought I'd ever do anything like this. Like I'm just, just, do my photo jobs, take photos, right. and to be in a business like this is just weird because I'm not a business guy. I'm not business uh, business savvy, so it's uh, I'm stoked to do something different, um, but also kind of related to photography. So I'm, I'm pumped. I love it. Yeah, Exciting. it's so good to do things like that for <laughs> photography. You know, it feels good to mm-hmm. kind of give back to the community in a way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's great stackable because there's nothing worse than your cameras being the same length clanking on each other. Like that's me every time I go for a walk because I have two of the exact same straps and it's like boom, boom, boom the whole time. And or if it's like on your shoulders, right? You got to do this one, put that down and you got to do this. Literally, I I just sort of got to Kentucky Derby and I had it and I was testing it out and it was just so fluid for me to just move between the two. Swap lenses if I wanted to put a wider length on a black and white when I had color. Cool. Yeah, very fluid. And I'm excited for people to see that. And because I know so many of us have multiple cameras that we like to use different film stocks and in yep. focal lengths. And so I, I I want that to, it, should, it makes, it has made my life so much easier and so much more cool. fluid and, and just organic. And I can move between scenes or, or, or film stocks or focal lengths in a very fluid way. But when you've got all these different lengths and cameras, it's just yep. oh my gosh, it's madness. So. Yeah, very excited for what's ahead and um, and pumped to be partnering with uh, Clever Supply and um, they're excited about it too. So, and they're local kind of, so I can, yeah. I'm going to be making a lot of the straps by hand. I'm going to head up there and uh, help make a lot of these, uh, which is oh, cool. a beautiful part of the process uh, for me. And um, yeah, handmade here in, uh, in the United States. And so I'm excited for people how. Amazing. Man. Cannot yeah. wait. I signed up yesterday when it dropped. I was like, me? Send me all the way. So I cannot. Love it. Love it. I wanted to ask you, we've, you know, Obviously, things have we've all grown since the last time we've talked yeah. work wise too. Um, I've we've we've you do a lot of video stuff on your Instagram. Is that something that took you by surprise? Is that something that you are going to lean into more on these travels, or is it just kind of a fun thing you're doing for Instagram right now? Just uh, you mean like the iPhone videos? Yeah, yeah, they're really great. Appreciate <laughs> that. Really, yeah, yeah, they um, are really good. I'll thank you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've just ever since you know Instagram dropped you know, IG stories back in mm-hmm. 2016 or whenever that was, that was just a fun way to just document life for some of the scenes I'm seeing and I'm making still photographs of. And so I would always, you know, shoot on my travels and trips, you know, these vertical videos that really have no other purpose aside from Instagram stories. I'm not uploading that anywhere else. Mm. But a year or two ago, uh, no, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was my second trip to India. I just saw, I started sharing kind of really detailed behind the scenes of, you know, my two weeks there. And just saw so many people engage with these videos, stories, and video portraits. I was like, oh man, there's something here. And so I just kept on doing that. And then um, I did a little like this last year, like a recap of 2022 mm. uh, iPhone video series, and it just exploded. I had a little whiteboard yeah. 
like I do with my photos. And then it just was like a, a really beautiful way for, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't really, th- I don't really think about it like that. I was yeah, just, yeah. You know, let me just share some videos and of some, some, some moments and scenes that I've made photographs of. And uh, it's just a fun way. You know, when I'm, I have just found the perfect rhythm. I don't yeah. even think about it. Like I, if I'm shooting and I find something, I'll get a photo and I'll just pull up my phone real quick. And maybe that's just being familiar with the device for 11 years or 12 years now. Um, it's just very fluid process now. Yeah. See something and there's a, and I know that, that there's enough time for me to get around 20 seconds to get a photograph and a, and a video. I'll pull it out and get it. And so I'm just kind of, yeah, there's no, I don't really think about it to answer your question. I haven't really thought about it like that. It's just, yeah. I, I like to document things in motion um, mm. and I don't, need to carry around a big DSLR to do that. Yeah. You know, the iPhones yeah. now shoot 4K, 8K now. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the devices are getting better and better and better. And so the, uh, the video quality is uh, outstanding. And so I just think it's a fun way to, to, to share for, you know, people know me primarily as a photographer, but to see some of these photographic mm-hmm. scenes that I document in motion, it just uh, brings a little bit more um, yeah. uh, emotion to it and a little bit more, um, uh, realness and it's it's fun to just uh, share those every now and then yeah it's, it's it's also like you know the sounds and everything it really yeah. brings you yeah. in like yeah it's yeah. very cool and that's another thing too i think why people enjoy it is just because it's it's no fancy camera it's just literally yeah. so we all have it you're watching that video on your iphone so you can do that too you know it's it people think i'm using all these crazy equipment and it's just literally the native camera roll <laughs> on the iphone yeah that's what so, i was gonna ask are you using any special app or anything like yeah. that or no that's amazing wow it's <laughs> I think the biggest thing is just like a steady hand. You know, the cameras now have yeah. stabilization software in it. So it's like you can literally walk with it and it's fine. But it's just stable, stable. Uh, obviously recognizing good light. That's the bit best thing, the biggest thing. You know, if, if there's really beautiful dynamic light, the video's going to look ridiculous. But uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. Wild. Man, so cool. I wanted to ask also, your first book, are you going to do a second edition? Because I, I missed was, it. I was going to ask that earlier. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, it's that. Yeah. Um, that is definitely something I plan to do. Um, I I would say probably in the next y- year or two. That is, yeah, n- definitely wasn't something I was ever planning on. But to sure. realize how many people still ask, and I still get emails, I still get DMs, like, and I have I think only like four copies left, which are not going anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I don't know. Put them in the vault, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> that I absolutely want to do a second edition. Yeah, and uh, I'll make it hardcover. I have. Um, I will probably add about another 14, 16 photo because the first book is from my time in New York just before the mm. pandemic started. So it's 2017, yeah. 2020. I've done several trips to New York since. And so I think I want to add another 14, 16 photographs. Oh, cool. Since the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have made uh, just like a new little, nice little addition uh, to that second edition uh, hard copy. So that definitely is the plan in the next few years. Um, but not right now. I'm working on yeah. something else. Uh, but, uh, it's definitely the plan. You know, I would love to get that book. It's a coveted book, man. It's because you can't find it anywhere. <laughs> it's not on eBay. It's not, I mean, you can't find it anywhere. <laughs> and if you on eBay and like for 150 bucks, I'm like, that is stupid. Oh, no way. No doubt. <laughs> um, that, I mean, I get it, I guess, but I um, I cannot believe it. I'll, sometimes I'll see it every now and then. Or I was just in Australia and one of my friends had it and or the guy that was kind of giving me a tour, he had it. So I'm just like, it's just wild to see that work make its way in different parts of the yeah. world. I'm just very grateful that it happened that way. Um, yeah. But uh, I was just, yeah, it was just my little goodbye letter to the city. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm, st- I'm thankful that people are excited about it. So I definitely want to make a second edition because um, it would be uh, really special for that to prove we haven't gotten it like yourself, Chris, which is, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll make sure I get a copy to you as soon as I can. It's funny with like the photo book collecting I feel like I'm always like, okay, yeah, that's on my list. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go get it. And I'm like, and oh, it's no, gone. <laughs> it's gone. Yep. yep. Uh, but that's the that's the fun part, I guess. Ch- chase The chase, you know? Oh, now I got to like be on the lookout. It's the best. Um, yep. Collecting photo books is, is the greatest thing. It's, oh, it's, it's one of my favorite things ever. It's, it, it's, I mean, it's not free education. I mean, we're paying money to get these books. But yeah. I mean, yeah. to have at your fingertips at all times that amount of inspiration and diverse. Yeah. So many yeah. Yeah. books out there now, I mean, every year, new bodies of work that are being produced from talented, incredible photographers all over the world. It's just, it's it's wild what we have at our at our grasp that we can, you know, buy a collection of photogra- photographs from a, a photographer based in Japan and we'll be at our doorstep in five yep. days or four I days. Oh, it's nuts. There's so much out there. So yeah, I, collecting and buying photo books and study them is the 
I think, the greatest way to grow as a photographer and to grow quickly. It'll train your eye to see things and um, in new ways or to see old things in new ways. It's uh, it's really special. So true. Uh, I'm going down that rabbit hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's going to be books showing up in my house. My husband's going to be like, what the hell? Yep. I thought we don't have any more room. And I'm like, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a new shelf. Yeah. I also want to ask, I know you've done some teaching through some different outlets. Yeah. Do you do you think you'll ever like do a workshop just just you know, through like in you person. without, yeah, like in person, especially now since the pandemic is over. Well, right. Yeah, that is definitely the goal. Um, I am, uh, I have a YouTube thing. I've done stuff kind of online, but I def, I'm a, I'm a hands-on in yeah. person yeah. person that like, that is just how I work the best. I would much rather sit across from somebody, look them in their eyes, yeah. you know, be in the same room with a group of people, um, to field their questions, to look at, their work in person and that is the atmosphere that i that i that i love i have yet to do something like that i've um recently had a show in and um at a like store in in germany and did two kind of workshop yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, yeah yeah few hours thing just kind of wetting my palate a little bit in in that space uh which was kind of nerve-wracking because i don't have a curriculum i haven't written anything out it's just mm. share my perspective but had incredible feedback learned a lot um, some things I probably won't do again uh, that I learned from the first time, but no, that is definitely the goal. Um, and I think I, there could be a workshop happening in Germany in that same location. When I was there, I made some incredible connections with some people that, uh, I think would be a perfect space. I'd love to do a workshop in India at some point. Um, oh. I'd love to do some here in the States. Uh, Nashville is a great place. Uh, we've got some yeah. opportunities for street photography and it's my home turf. So I think, um, anytime, yeah, that's definitely the goal. That is the dream. No more kind of, I like, I don't would like to. I don't want to ever say no, but definitely want to stay away from the online type workshops yeah. to do the more in-person week, long weekend, four day yeah, yeah. weekend. Yeah. Just hit the ground running, learn, um, do some uh, portfolio reviews and hopefully partner with a lab that people shoot film that can get a process and we can look at yeah. at the end of the week. And um, yeah, so I'm definitely, that's the plan over the next few years is to step into that space. Cause I think for, it's just like, People want to see photographers work. Now, they could yeah. see how they interact on the streets. I get inspired, and when I see other photographers working in the streets, and how do they how do they get that photo? How do they interact with their subjects? Or um, so, yeah. That's and I know that that's very beneficial for a lot of people. Um, yeah, especially as totally. photographers, we're all visual people, right? And uh, a lot of us are visual learners um, and in person learners. Uh, that's how I thrive is in those kind of environments. So that's definitely the goal, definitely the plan. It'd be a good thing to do it now that Oliver is here too. You can, you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think yeah. there's a, oh, that's like one of my favorite things I'm so excited about. There's like an iconic photo of Gary Winogrand and his daughter, like on his shoulder. Yeah. He's like, I think he's at, when, he was, when he was living in LA um, and he was just like out there shooting, just was like, I cannot wait for that age. With the uh, kid, yeah. <laughs> old, like three, four, two, three, four, five, and, you know, just to, he wants to go out and work with dad for a little bit and just throw him on the, uh, throw him on. Oh. I'd be like, hold on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be really special, but. No. That's why I so always cute. loved your the the street. What was the? Why am I blanking on the name of your series that you did on YouTube? Oh, street, street Diaries. Yeah, Street. I'm like yeah. thinking Street yeah. Dreams. Yeah, uh -huh. that's why I really I, I love that because seeing how you get the photos that we all see, you know, having yeah. that you know point of view perspective and stuff. I right. was such a such a fan of that series when you started doing it. You just learned so much watching a photographer work. You know what it's I mean? It. You really uh -huh. do. Likewise, yeah. That's that's yeah. I feel like we've all learn that way or I'll go back and I'll watch old videos of Merowitz or or, or, yeah. or Oh my gosh and I've totally stolen stuff from that they've done in terms of body uh -huh. language and interact with people and um yeah I filmed a few in Japan I filmed a few in India um so I'm but I'm the worst editor yeah photographer on YouTube but like I feel horrible for people anybody that follows me because I'm very inconsistent so I gotta get on that and work on those videos and get those out but um yeah it's a uh, it's a it's a fun way to to showcase, you know, the workflow, but there's so many talented photographers on YouTube doing doing just that and, and showing those kind of perspectives as well. So yeah, it was awesome to see you with Paulie too. Love that, yeah. love that series he does, like walkie talkie. I mean, uh, just genius. Yeah, so like I wish I thought of that. I wish I lived yeah. in New York and I thought of that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Paulie, Paulie's great. He's been a close friend. He's one of my first friends in the city. I moved there in 2017, and uh, yeah, and he is just uh, one of the hardest workers I know and to see. Yeah. grind for so long before that took off. And it just so well deserved, and so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm so stoked for his success and uh, 
And every every episode's amazing. And all these yeah. uh, characters that he has on are just fascinating. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. I, I was just recently in New York and I was like, I want to like run into Paulie yeah, and like, have him Where see Where's everybody? Where <laughs> are y'all? <laughs> Super cool. And I hope he kind of takes it uh, broader soon. Yeah. Go to London, do some of those. Or yeah, 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 yeah. West Coast and our different parts of the, of the country. So I think if he can, uh, I think that's a big next step for him. I hope he does that. Yeah, I hope gonna, so. I'm dropping those little things in his ear every now and then. It's like, dude, you got to go to got a different, Good. do a city yeah. tour. And, and yeah. So I think it'd be really special. So I'm hoping he's planning that. Man, do you still miss the community in New York City? Like, do you? Oh, do yeah. you... I, I miss that. I miss, yeah, just because um, I don't shoot much street here. Yeah. Sure as heck, don't shoot any street in Franklin. I think that's just like, you know, this is home. Uh, this is, I mean, New York was home and I still shot up, but it's just different. It's much yeah. slower, um, much smaller uh, community here. So, Nashville's a great uh, down there on Broadway. I went pretty hard in 2021 on that and then kind of got burnt out um, because it's just still a three block stretch of yeah, a bunch so of short. bachelorettes yeah. and cowboy hats. Um, and yep. <laughs> everybody's drunk. And so I was like, all right, I'm burnt out on that. So I didn't do it last year. And I may try to get into it a little bit this summer and just see how it feels again. But I definitely miss um, the camaraderie of New York. I miss at any time when I wasn't working for a, doing a shoot for Maddie or editing for a client or not traveling. I was grabbing my camera a few rolls and I was out and then I was just walking no purpose no agenda not trying to see anything specific just feeling that energy of the city um so I definitely miss that I miss that a lot and then out there I'd bump into Polly and Dustin and Andre yeah, and yeah. friends yeah and so I, I yeah I definitely miss that but I'm thankful for modern technology and I get to see them and see what they're doing and I go to the city yep. often it's all, only an hour and a half flight uh from where I'm at so it's uh New York will always be a special place and a big part of my my career, my life, and um, yeah, so I'll be going back often. But yeah, miss it for sure. It's a, it's a, they got a good good community up there, and there's just so many new photographers out there that weren't there yeah. pre-pandemic. I think True. just as a talking to Paulie and these uh, some of these folks that they're like, oh, the pandemic just changed. So many new photographers kind of came mm-hmm. up during those few years when New York was going through it, and um, it's so cool to see new faces in the space um, because back then it was it was kind of really smaller. Yeah, more tight knit, like 20, 30 of us, maybe. And now it's like triple that. And so it's yeah. the uh, the city kind of exploding uh, with a lot of new perspectives um, photographically. I think that's one good thing the pandemic did was kind of gave everybody that, you know, it's time to do something. It's it's like mm-hmm. one of those, yes. you know, kind of shit or get off the pot situations of if you want to pursue something, you got to you got to do it type thing. Yeah. Just keep can see how things can change. Uh-huh. Yeah. 100%. Flip of a switch. So I think that just like lit that fire at a lot of people's asked to just like do it like whatever that dream yep. was to go yep. out to, to move to the city and to become a street photographer like people did that move and made yeah. that and took that jump and so it's cool to see that other people are kind of chasing their dreams so I mean that's what it should be all about definitely always. yeah and it always it always bums me out because I literally you moved into Franklin and I yes. moved out of Franklin right at the same time love that love that little town like I documented it for 10 years strong like I was oh. the only dude running around you know I yeah, would yeah. just lap Main Street you know down from Starbucks <laughs> all the way down to uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the pizza shop down there Mellow Mushroom yeah, yeah. just like yep. flying around like I can't wait to to finally it still hurts a little bit when I look at that stuff just from leaving it so abruptly because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and oh so is that but, when you left Franklin yeah yeah it oh was, so you went back to I actually don't know where are you still in I'm in Pennsylvania no? yeah I'm in PA now yeah, I'm 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 about I'm about an hour away from Philadelphia. Okay. Know, right near Hershey Park if you've ever yep. been to Hershey Park. Okay, sweet. But wow. Yeah, yeah. it I know you guys just missed each other. It's I know crazy. it was literally hey. like we were <laughs> in and I was I was out. It was crazy. Oh my god. Bummer. That is a big bummer. Yeah, I mean that's life. Say love you. Yep. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. We'll be right back with a couple listener questions for Joe right after this message from our sponsor. Just wanted to pop in here quick and let you guys know about our Patreon-only Develop and Hang Nights. Now, we've done a bunch of these already. They're a ton of fun. We develop some film. We talk shop. We laugh. It's just a blast. We also try to get a former guest for these. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Patreon is the best way to support the show. Thanks. All right, guys, this is a part of the show where we break off and take, we're going to take a couple questions this time because we got yeah. literally 1.7 million questions for Joe, <laughs> but we take a question from our listeners and uh, the first question is coming from former guest Raf at 2071 photo and he wanted to know, he says, congrats on your success. 
Besides family and faith, what is your biggest motivator? It's hmm. a great question. Um, yeah, because those other two things are very big motivators. Yeah, they're usually yeah. the dominant. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. Are, that'll, that'll usually do it. Especially now with my son here, that has just lit a fire into me that is previously did not, I did not have access to that kind of motivation. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and is any parent that may be listening um, that's in the photo space probably definitely knows what that feels like and so that is something that is still so new and fresh to me that i'm just like i feel like a superhuman i just want to do so much yeah. you know, for him and for our family um so that's a big motivator but um i say outside of those two things for a long time um i have just been motivated by just by the end of my life i just want to have seen and photographed well over the course of my life i view photography as a uh, marathon and unfortunately, a lot of photographers, talented photographers, treat it as a sprint, and they're mm. just quickly trying to get that trend, get that next big thing. And but, like as a photographer, as long as my eyes and my mind and my hands work, and none of that goes, I'll be making photographs until the day I die. And so, wow. it, I treat for me, it's like how can I make a body of work that will stand the test of time? That is a massive motivator for me. Is like I'm not in it for. I got into it because of the trends and because of those things. That was new to the space. Instagram was this weird new wild wild west app everything everybody was growing and so um i had to take a lot of time to unlearn some very toxic and unhealthy habits um yeah. but now i'm in such a beautiful headspace uh with social media and with instagram um but now it's just like how can i make um a body of work that's just historical for this time my little blip on the mm -hmm. long timeline of human history i'm here during this time like can i make can I be a successful working photographer for five, six decades? And I see some of the photographers that are in their 80s now or that have since gone and are no longer with us. They have done that. And so that's a goal. That is a motivator for me that like I have that bug, that itch that I am, I'm obsessed and possessed with photography that like it's, um, it's yes, I'm very thankful that it pays my bills, but I enjoy making photographs so much, so much that like- yeah. I hope that joy is still there when I'm 50, when I'm 60 and 70 and I'm old and I'm hopefully still mobile and can walk around and, uh, and take, yeah. but um, for me it's just um, leaving behind um, uh, a beautiful, diverse body of work that just showcases uh, my time here on this planet, um, which is kind of a weird thing to be motivated by, but I just, I it's, and now that I'm into running and marathoning, that's a beautiful just metaphor for, I think that bleeds into my photography life uh, so fluidly that I just, Photography is a marathon, and I'm just I'm motivated mm. by that journey, by by that long grind. You just got to keep going. You got to keep moving. When it gets hard, it's going to get hard, and you're going up those uphills. You just got to keep driving because every uphill has a downhill. And so for me is um, mm. yeah, just knowing, just treating uh, this this craft as a marathon, not a sprint, and that has put me in a really beautiful headspace. I love that, and I will say I'm grateful that photography found me too because i feel like you know we all go Same. through you know heartbreak and 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 stuff like that yeah but the photography has been like the constant thing for me that like i know that that's like my best friend like my soulmate that's not going that's not going nobody can take that away from me right and i'm so grateful that that passion is just there i don't know why where it came from nobody else in my family is a photographer not really like creative nobody's you know but f i don't know how it happened but i'm so thankful and I, I will be taking photos the day I yeah. die as well. <laughs> so. well totally. Fortunately, there is, there's probably one person that could take it away from you and if Kodak keeps rising, they're pr raising their oh. prices, uh. Uh, they can, you know, let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be shooting black and white soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> great answer. <laughs> very yes, great answer. Yes, very good answer. Um, we'll hit you with another one if that's cool. Sure. And this one comes from Drews.Darkroom and they ask Joe, you're a photographer, photography icon. How do you focus on creativity rather than chasing trends? Well, this is a struggle for all of us, I'm sure, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thankfully had to answer this question years ago. It's kind of at a crossroads, just about the time I moved to New York in 2017. At that time, I was leaving a very trendy part of the country, that PNW kind of landscape vibes. Mm -hmm. If you were on Instagram during those days and were into photography, you saw a lot of those kind of photographs and I was a part of that 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 language and that community. I think moving to New York City um, allowed me to leave that very trendy part of the country and to just have a totally new um, frame of mind um, and being exposed to uh, the diverse, quick-paced, fast-paced streets of New York City. 
allowed me to not mm. run the risk of following those trends that I was in for a long time. You know, I had to unlearn a lot of unhealthy uh, habits that Instagram taught me in my early days. Yeah, that was that time, like 2017, which is a beautiful year of deconstructing what I thought photography was, what I thought success was, what I thought longevity in the photography space was, and uh, being thrown into uh, a city like New York, where no matter how good I was or how good I got. I was never going to be the best at what I did in that city. There was always going to be somebody better than me, mm. working, mm -hmm. hustling me, seeing things better than me, seeing things faster than me. Um, and so that just was infectious to me and that just motivated me. So I think for me, it's um, I really don't focus about trying to be creative. I, I, I think this just goes into my philosophy on photography is I do not like being thrown into a box yeah. as like, Joe Greer, the street photographer. I know a lot of people see me as that, or Joe Greer, the landscape photographer, or Joe, the the dude who just takes photos of his wife, Joe, that uh -huh. now runs and takes photos of running or whatever. So I, as long as the camera is in, in my hand, I want to be confident that I can make a photograph in any space. I think a lot of photographers, unfortunately, we put ourselves in these these boxes and yeah. we are fit yeah. old and we can only make photographs with natural light. Or we can only make photographs yeah. in a studio with artificial light. Or we can only make photographs if it's a beautiful model. Or we can only make photographs right. if it's a landscape. And so when we're thrown into the different environments, we free, we just don't know how to mm -hmm. see that. And I had, that was my case back in 2015. I had a friend who uh, is a working photographer, still a close friend of mine, gave me that advice. And he was like, Joe, like, find the thing that you want to photograph and make money with and stay in that lane. Yeah. He has done that and has been very successful. But that's the only thing he does. And I was, I tried that. I was like, this is not it. This cannot be. Oh, mm -hmm. was, yeah. I was mm -hmm. plagued by the thought that in 60 years, I get to the end of my life or when I live into my 90s or later. And I look back on the body, my, my body of work and, and just like, I can't even. I'm yeah. terrified of the thought to think back like, man, I'm just so glad I shot all those landscapes for 60 years and didn't do anything. Yeah. Didn't dabble in street. Didn't dabble right. in shirt. Didn't dabble in, in travel or, or commercial work. And so I just, yeah, photography is a massive, massive highway with many lanes. And I think we can, I think we can and should, I encourage people to change lanes and to step into different spaces. And you'll, you'll learn quickly. We'll learn quickly what we don't enjoy or don't like. You know, I usually don't shoot weddings. That's one thing I, unless it's a close friend or family <laughs> member, but like, I usually don't like studio shooting. Um, that's just uh, that kind of studio editorial stuff just doesn't give me, mm -hmm. it doesn't for me. So mm -hmm. There are things that I've recognized that are not for me, but then there are other spaces that I, you know, I love landscape. I love the street. I love portraits. I love documentary style stuff. I love, yeah. I love travel. And so um, I think that has allowed me to just keep going and to just continue to learn and grow and make mistakes and to learn from those mistakes. And so I'm rarely thinking about like trying to mm. be creative. It's just mm. like my life has thrown me a bunch of crazy shit. And I know you're yeah. probably doing the same thing. And so I just learned to embrace whatever life is thrown at me with my camera and to see what I can make. And so I'm, I'm not trying to make, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of where. Oh, totally. Where, totally makes sense. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's great advice. And you know, I find too, like even the way we like present ourselves, like how we say like people, well, what do you do? I'm a, oh, I find myself saying I'm a set photographer because I'm, yeah. then I could talk about that work and that makes sense to people who are like, oh, when I was shooting weddings, like I'm a wedding photographer. Yep. Now I just say I'm a photographer and yeah. then people say, what kind? And then I could talk about, oh, I do this, I do this, but then I do my personal work. You know, it's like opens up. That's it. Like, do not put yourself. No. Because there's so many opportunities and jobs that I've had because they have seen me, whether it's on my website or Instagram. Oh, he can do that. He can do this. Oh, he's done yeah. that before. And so that has allowed me to have all these incredible opportunities that if I would have listened to my friend back in 2015, mm. I would have been stuck doing this one thing. And maybe I would have been happy and successful, but like totally. I'm so much happier now that I get to like, I feel confident that when this camera is in my hand, you throw in any situation scenario, I feel confident that I'm going to be able to make a photograph, yeah. a photograph that I am excited about. And I think that is the key. That is the trick. And that to not be terrified. Like I've been on a set. First job, 2020, or middle of pandemic, was on a set. No light. They wanted me to shoot it. It's like a hot uh -huh. studio, like in one of those freaking garages. And yeah. I just shoot it entirely on film. <laughs> And they were, which was exciting, but also like I'm pushing everything to 3200 ISO. Yeah. 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 So it's crazy what those, those cameras shoot in the dark. Yes. I feel like, like you shooting this in the dark, like, yeah, shooting on film, I, I would, yeah, 3200. So I was day. terrified. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's just, yeah, late 2020, early 2021. And I was like, oh man, dude, I just, I'm going to, 
fake it till I make it. I'm going to pretend like I'm, I'm, I'm like not freaking out here and uh-huh. it worked out. Um, but it's just like, I was terrified of that opportunity uh-huh. and that job. I could easily be like, yeah, I need some lighting. I need more lighting here. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, no, let me just see what happens. And um, I just kind of taking those risks and when those challenges and opportunities come, just just believing in, in yourself and believing in um, what you've learned totally. up to that point and, um, and taking, a, taking, a, taking a risk. But yeah. I love it. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to do one more. Final question. Okay. This one comes from Paris Edmond, and he wanted to know why the 50 millimeter? <laughs> yeah, it's a recent development. Yeah, uh, yeah. very recent. <laughs> and I have been so, this is funny, I've been so anti-50 for so <laughs> Yes, yes. Like I am, people may know me, I'm notoriously a 28 guy. I think that comes because I started on the iPhone. I felt oh, pretty sure. close to 28 focal length. It's like just yeah. was trained to see and how I was trained to see. And so 28 was just a very natural way. 35, so I have it, but there's so many times where I'm like, I wish I- Just not enough. Yep. Yeah. A little bit more room. But then just something clicked a few months ago where I'm trying to remember specific if there was a moment or if I was just like, you know what? I'm, gonna try, I'm trying to think back real quick. The first time I shot the 50 was for the Kentucky Derby, um, which was in early May. Or late April, I can't remember. Um, and I um, had friend had it, and I was able to borrow it. And I was like, I think with the with the derby and how big the space is, I think I, that could be really fun. And I had the twenty eight yeah. and the fifty. And so I had no idea. I didn't test it out. Didn't do like a test roll to see kind of what conversation things would look like. And I just kind of took the jump and um, was very surprised that I enjoyed it. Mm. I really enjoyed it, and I hate to admit it because I was I've been such an anti fifty guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now I get, cause we're also then just like thinking back on uh, Henry Cartier Brisson's career and the majority of his career was on a 50. Right. Um, wow. I'm just like, how, like, cause especially me, I see the street in a 28, you know, I, and I think on Robert Kappa, if your photos aren't good enough, you're not. Oh yeah. And there's only so close you can get with the 50 before, you know, things. So I just kind of took a jump and, um, really enjoyed how everything looks with, with that, you know, Kentucky Derby, uh, photo set and. And so now I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan of the 50. I think I just wanted, you know, doing the 28 for so long, I just wanted a change of pace. Yeah. 35, yeah, I, yeah. I have it if I need it, you know, having the 1.4, but I still gravitate towards the 28. But to have that contrast of the 50 is really nice. And I was really proud with how much I enjoyed it. And just be able to stack things and, and compose things in a really stackable way. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and do that with the 28. And I like getting close to my subjects. I like having that interaction and I enjoy that. Um, but it's, it was nice to like, oh, I see that person over there, but I kind of like what's, and kind of fill those corners and those frames a little bit more strategically. And I love how compressed things look too. It was, yeah, really special. So I will, you will not hear me, uh, crap on the 50. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend it. I think then that's a really cool combo. The 2850 is, oh my goodness, a mm. really special for any dual shooters out there that have two cameras, like that. I feel like is a really powerful setup. Great. Yeah. So you can't knock it till you try it. Isn't that the That's saying? Facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll never do that again. It, and it's just so much better with rangefinders. Just one last little note on that. With rangefinders, yeah. you know, you're not seeing through the lens. Like if you're shooting right. a 50 on like an SLR, it feels real tight. But when yeah. you have yeah, those yeah, frame yeah. lines and you get yep. to work around that, it's a, it's a yes. really cool way to shoot. It's a really fun way to mm. shoot. Yeah, that's so true. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Interesting. You need to try it. So I wanted to know your thoughts about the the new M6 because I've been lusting after it. Although I'm leaning back into my M4, you know, I'm getting, I'm trying to, you know, Sunny 16, I'm really trying to zone focus. So when you're talking about that workshop, you got to put in like zone focusing (laughs) for dummies because (laughs) I don't have, I'm not brave enough to go out and be like, I don't know if this is in focus, you know? So it's like, I'm holding myself back. Anyway, (laughs) thoughts on the re-release. Pretty exciting, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. I think it's um, yeah, so massive. Uh, in twenty twenty three, and uh, well, came out yeah. too. But and then a, still a highly, highly digital photography space that one of the big dogs, you know. And I think there's rumors of Pentax dropping a new film camera. Oh yeah, you guys heard yep. that? Yeah, yep. yeah, yes. uh-huh. oh, yeah. Yep. oh yeah, oh yeah. Just like the fact that you know, Leica took that risk and wanted to re-release in in their version one of the more iconic film cameras they've ever made. And to be a part of that was an absolute dream and an honor um, and a, a moment that will be with me for the rest of my life and that I'll get to show Ollie someday. And I'm just yeah. excited um, to have been a part of that. And I think that's just such a big win for the film community. 
And I hope Pentax and 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 Canon even or Nikon come yeah. can bring back some of their iconic film cameras. I think one of the biggest things that gets me excited about it is I still have my M6 Classic. You know, the new M6 yeah. is designed off of the M6 Classic, not the TTL version. Yep. Right. Yep. So parts were getting slim, repair yeah. more expensive. Now that they have brought back the new M6 designed around the classic. We all we now have all of these new parts yeah. available for anybody that holds the old 80s, 84, 85, 86 yeah. uh, M6 Classic. So that, I think, is massive. It is yeah. so huge that we now have all these new fresh parts and that we can continue to shoot film. Because I, yeah, I mean, the M6, the new one is fantastic. It's got a new body design or new material. I, I, yeah, it feels very different. I held it I in New York when I went. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just, you know, obviously. The sensor is really nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing, it, it, it feels um, like a M6 classic, you know, yeah. see, aside from a few different uh, material uh, differences, but it's uh, the, the, the shutter dial spins in, in the same way. Everything looks and feels the same. It's a different type of leather, I think, but no, it's great. I'm so glad that it happened because I think that, um, I don't know what it's done to the secondary market of like the M6 classics. Like, is it, have you guys seen a drop in those prices now that that was slightly, if anything, slightly. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely recommend it. I would even maybe go to go for an M6 classic, you know, because now that they're, yeah. they're yeah. new ones are Absolutely. there, like A is probably to be True. two to three grand cheaper. And we have now all these new parts that if you ever need it, you know, fixed or worked on, um, that's going to be accessible. So more new film cameras, uh, in the market mm-hmm. is a good thing. I think that just, right. it just use to change the landscape and now that Pentax is going to drop one their own version of whatever I think that's huge and I hope other people um, uh, follow suit because uh, film is here and it's here to stay love it amen speaking of cameras yeah so, so we'll, I hope we'll you wrap. can ask me what I think you're going to ask me yeah, yeah. I have been wanting redemption <laughs> oh good good, question, good which I don't know if you remember what I said or what I answered back in 2018 mm-hmm. hopefully it's the same question but we'll see I can't remember I'm usually pretty good I'm, at remembering. I'm assuming we know, but if if it was, well, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right. Give so, it to him. So and then we'll... <laughs> it's a the camera question is a two part question. I don't think it was a two part question. No, when, it wasn't when a two asked. part. One part, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the first part is the desert island, the one camera you can't live without. And well, what was so your answer last time? I want to know. My answer, RIP, was the Leica M10. I went digital. Oh. oh, scandal. Scandal. That's why I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we blacked it out. <laughs> uh, who is this jabroni there? No, I, I just, I was like two months into getting that camera. And so it was just fresh on my mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was so excited about it. And um, unfortunately, I said the like M10, uh, which is still a great camera, um, actually. But no, uh, for me, it's um, it's uh, the Leica MP. I, I ah. camera. Uh, right around the time of the M6 release, um, I just have been dreaming about the black paint MP ever since I've yeah. and um, and to know that you know I will probably be shooting Leica for the rest of my life to buy a, because at that point I was buying old M6s that mm-hmm. probably had two, three, four, five owners at that point had yeah, their own marks yeah. and impressions on it. Yeah, like to buy a new camera, um, which this one was brand new to me um, for the next several decades or the rest of my life. This will right my wear and tear that will carry my impressions on where I lay my thumb on the back, yeah. load it or how I choose to set it down as hard or softly as I want. Like to know that that will age with me is just something that I've wanted um, for a long time. And I like, you know, a few style differences. I like the, the, the metal. Uh-huh. See, I, I love know. that. Yep. I don't like, no, cause on my class, my classic over there, I got the MP. Mm. I oh, put it, okay. I just didn't like that little plastic bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't stand the plastic part. Yeah. Aside from this, the MP and the M6 are virtually the same thing. It did like right. because it's a film camera, there's no sensor, like it's the same. I mean the, the rewind dial's different, but people always ask, so M6 or MP, it honestly does not matter. It depends on right. the glass. That's that's a big I think at that point it's like pers- personal preference too. Like I like the red dot, I like the old right. binder. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, and that's kind of what people are paying for. But like in terms of yeah. that, it's like let's we're asking the wrong questions. We need to be asking what glass we're using, um, yeah. or what film stock we're using, or how we're film, or how we're uh, like shooting at box speed. Are we pushing? Are we put like those are the questions right. that need to be asked, not about the body, uh, because at the end of the day, you can grab an M6 Classic or a brand new MP or a brand new M6, and they're all. And if you're using the right glass and the right film stock, they're going to be taking the same photographs. Yeah, um, yep. exactly. 
True. Dude, legend, legendary camera. Love the MP. Yeah. Such a good Absolutely. camera. Man, so part two, it is the white whale. Is there is there a camera out there? I mean, I'm sure you've tried a million cameras. Is there a camera out there that you've always wanted to own or have and you just haven't had the chance or one you had and it got away? Or Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I feel pretty satisfied with my setup right now. I have the M6 and the MP. I will always have an M6. That will always be a special camera to me. I will use it for the rest of my life. I'm pretty sad on my medium format setup. Got a good, yeah, I really don't need any or want, I, but I feel like there's one that I think about at least once a week. Mm. Um, That's it. What is it? <laughs> my f- close friend, Andre, had it, uh, has it still, I think. And I saw it for the first time 2021 in person and was just got to see him use it. And But it is the Hasselblad super wide camera, the 38 fixed lens on the Hasselblad oh. 6. Uh, Lee Friedlander um, used it. He's pretty iconic with that camera but to have a 38 on a medium format yeah fixed so th- ah. also there's no so it's all zone focusing there's no you can't pull focus there's no ah. it's like it's because of i don't know how the how wide t- it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but i think a, what's a 38 on a on a medium format is that a 24 or like a 21 yeah, something it's, something like that yeah. yeah have a very wide to see uh andre's you know photos from it and his frames from it i'm just like and i got to see him work with it and I got to play around with a little bit. I was like, and it's like a, yeah, like a four or $5,000 camera setup, I think maybe yeah, or a little yeah. bit less now. Wow. But um, that is one that I think about all, especially I think about now with like, man, that'd be a really cool way to like put the majority of my work with Oliver through that camera. Like okay. if I just like, decide to like commit to um, an aspect ratio or to commit mm-hmm. to a specific medium, like that'd be really cool. Like I would, and I love Square. I have the little Yashica Mat LM. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Square. Uh, that and I like Square is such a fun format for me. It that, is. Like, it is so much. Thirty five. Thirty five is my ride or die. You know, it, it is my desert. Like that. The, the Leica M six or MP is the camera I'll take with me forever. But this the the, the the Square format is so fun, and I would love to. Yeah. On a thirty eight wide, but like no focus. Like it's just zone. Yeah. Yeah. It's all you can do. Um. So I think that'd be a really fun way to um to to just document life and, and landscape street portraits um so i think that's the one i think it's i forget the exact name it's like Hasselblad swc 905 um yeah, yeah. i'm looking that up as soon as we're yeah. done <laughs> have you guys any of you guys used it or shot it before no i've never even heard of mm-hmm. it what yeah swc yeah. um super wide camera that's what it stands for yeah and it's super okay yes i've seen this camera before i've seen it i've never oh, i've yeah. never seen it in person though Oh my very, gosh! Very so neat. beautiful. Yeah, look at uh, look at Lee's work with it. Um, All right, he's kind of what what who put it on the map. But I mean, it's so beautiful. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. So I think it's that's like a one. Little, little baby. Little. Yep. You know. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. So actually, I have seen it before in person. Andre borrowed it from the Cine Still Brothers. Whoa. Okay. 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 So I was like, I think I have seen it. Yeah, it's because he had the the you know the scope on the top. On the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck is that? Exactly. And it's just yeah. such a beautiful looking camera too. It's it like, is. It's really neat. Like, it's cool. I feel like by the end of the year, I could potentially pull the trigger on that. Just there you go. Wow. It's always worth a try. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what comes after that? I don't know. Joe, this has been fantastic. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're obviously busy with the little ones. So we appreciate you carving out this time for yeah, us. Thanks for coming back. Absolutely. You guys, it's been yeah, so beautiful to chat with you again and uh, see all the changes in all of us and yeah so uh, yeah i'm very honored that you guys wanted me to yeah, come back on and i had an incredible time so thanks so much for having me amazing where can everybody check out where are you on, yeah. on yeah. the socials just uh ioe greer and uh ioe street um come say hey let's uh let's hang out let's chat awesome timothy where are you guys instagram twitter uh, at Timothy Makeups. Also some older YouTube-related video fun photography stuff over there. Uh, easiest way to find that, just Timothy Makeups in the search bar. Uh, TimothyMakeups.com. Chris, where are you? So I am Chris B. Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> yep. And... That's it. Thank you, Joe. This has been fantastic. Yeah, we can't wait to you. see you document your little one. I can't wait to watch all that unfold. It's going gonna to be so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.
All right, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. First off, Chris and I would like to thank Joe for coming back on the show. Dude, it was so great to, uh, to catch up with you, get an update, talk about things we didn't get to talk about in the first episode. Just an all-around great conversation. And you're such a great dude, Joe. We're huge fans. We love you. Thanks again, man. Really appreciate it. Guys, it's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for only a buck. You can get the show two days early. We also have our Patreon-only development hang nights. We do have have a bunch of stuff in the archives over there and like we always say patreon is the best way to support the show again patreon.com slash analog talk it's great to be back we took a little bit of a spring into summer break we're gonna be coming back hard here we got a bunch of episodes a bunch of awesome guests for you guys sorry that the recording was a little dodgy on this uh, not sure what happened there were some dropouts of joe's audio and it was just a bummer but still a great conversation that we we wanted you guys to hear joe thanks again for coming on the show and until next week we will see you with an all new episode all right guys later